Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, so we're back for another episode of Rollies Out the Back. Um, my name is Dishboy. Here I'm with... Who am I with? Who I got here? Your name's Dishboy. Yeah, we're going to go with Dishboy. All right, I'll refer to you as Dishboy. Well, you can call me Max, but for the listeners, it's exclusively Dishboy. Well, now they know your real name. What, Max? (laughs) We can go with, that's fine. What, Dishboy was like an alias? Well, sure, but it's Dishboy Max, primarily. Like, my Google is uh, dishboymax at gmail.com. If anyone wants to reach the show, they can send in questions. Isn't that also your uh, PlayStation name? Don't tell them that. Well, they try to add me. Add Max on PlayStation. At Dishboy Max on PlayStation. Yeah. He plays so many games with you, he'll be constantly wanting to play games. He'll be sending you so many <laughs> invites all the time. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't want to be playing any games with any listeners. Um, but yeah, if you want to reach the show, it is at DishboyMax at gmail.com. You can send in any questions. Any, We'll send some, if you want some advice on anything, we could be like a couple of agony uncles. Um, <laughs> send us some bloody topics to talk about as well. Yeah, any topics would work yeah. too. We'll ramble about anything. Yeah. Um, starting with, so I was actually playing a game last night. I was playing Empire Earth. You have recently been playing Civilization. And Civilization I, 6. Civ 6. Yes. I've stayed up till... Max is playing a similar game, which is about 20 years older, <laughs> that apparently he, he's happy to play, but won't join in on Civilization, even though it's probably easy to play Civilization. Yeah, similar and worse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I tried handle, to play can't Civ. handle the pressure of playing Civ. Well, it's turn-based. I can handle that, because I didn't yeah, think well, I'd get through you... my turn. No, you just put auto and turn on, man. Okay. You well, know, right. the game does it for we'll, you. We'll try that again somewhat. But I did stay up till 3 a.m. last night playing Civ, and I realized I'm living this kind of weird. 3 a.m. Yeah, 3 a.m. I was playing Empire Earth last night, and I was listening to an old, like, Opie and Anthony radio show. Um, so that yeah, did I keep saw me that. up. What was that? It's just this old, like, New York radio show where they used to have, like, the New York comics on, like, Louis C.K. and Bill Burton. I was listening Wasn't to that. Joe Rogan on it. Joe Rogan used to be on it a lot, yeah. Isn't that the one you were watching last night? Um, one of the ones, yeah. Oh. I got through about two. They're like two hours each. Um, but I'm living this kind of weird purgatory lifestyle at the moment where it just doesn't really matter when I go to bed <laughs> because 
I've got nothing to wake up for, yeah. you know. Yeah. You at least have a job, somewhere to go. Yeah, but, you know, I kind of like being nocturnal, to be honest. Yeah. Well, nighttime is traditionally where you get most of your gaming done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is that because that's when I like to play games, though? Or that's because, uh, like, Jack in Australia... That is true. Time zones. The main person you do game with does live in Australia, so yeah. But also Sam, me and Sam were playing Minecraft. Took <laughs> Minecraft. It's this beer, man. It's really gassy. Also that chili. So much chili. Yeah. Max made a delicious chili con carne. Yeah. What's the con carne mean in a, in a chili? I don't know. I've never really said the con carne part of the chili. I just say I'm making a chili. That's Kevin's famous that. chili. Let's, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Yeah, look it up. Maybe it means something in con Mexican. Con carne meaning. Chili con carne, also spelled chili con cut. That's the same spelling. Or oh. sh- or shortened to chili or chili Spanish, meaning chili with meat. Okay. So con carne with meat. Is it Mexican? It's Spanish, bro. Okay. Yeah. Is a spicy stew containing of chili peppers, sometimes in the form of chili powder. And meat, usually beef, and often tomatoes and beans. Okay. There you go. Although this chili had some chili in it, but, you know, couldn't taste them. No, well, they did. It wasn't spicy at all. It had two big chilies in, but, yeah, you're right. uh, I didn't add any chili powder to it, because chili powder just tastes fake to me. I like to have fresh chilies in there. I'm going to cook. It's a work in progress. I'm going to cook with chili. I'm going to put fresh chilies in. Um, You You can work on it. Do it again. Yeah. It's just, you know, after I've made... Better come home from work and that chilli better be on the table. (laughs) Big fucking chilli. You know, it's difficult sometimes drinking beer in this house and eating food that's going to dry your mouth out, such as a chilli, because we do live in the driest house in our town. Um, Something that is not... So me and Louie moved in this house maybe three weeks ago and it had been um, unoccupied for maybe four months and we're pretty sure nobody's even come in the house. So... The ha- I don't think that's anything to do with the fact that it's completely dry, though. <laughs> you know, like the air's dry. Well, no. It's Why because, is it so dry? Well, the, it's, uh, it hasn't been aired for a while. We're the first people to open the windows in four months. Yeah. You know, it's weird though. When that first night when we we're here, and I woke up the next morning, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like my mouth was so dry, I was yeah. gasping Blocked for water. Nose. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get that anymore. Maybe we we're adjusting to it. You know. Well, the reason I bring it up is because I hadn't got it for about a week, but I had it this morning. And you know when you wake up in the morning and your mouth is just fucked for whatever reason? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck went on last, you know, during the night? <laughs> and I've got like dry, like dry boogers dry. and like dry blood yeah, yeah, boogers. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone sat there with a hairdryer in your mouth. Mm. Me. It's actually me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so, what's um, going on. Yeah, I mean cold as well the snow doesn't help we've had a few yeah. snow days yeah, it's been pretty snowy i think what it is, is the house is locked in isn't it in yeah. between these two other houses we've got this lovely central heating but it's just the the air has nowhere to go in the house and we do it's either be freezing cold or have the heating on and be nice and cozy but then you go into bed yeah. And we have some with the heating on a little bit. It's, the, it's also locked into a time era of 400 years ago. Yeah. yeah we've got these yeah. big wooden beams, these big wooden dry beams. I wonder beams. how old the house actually is because, you know. Well, you know, one of the oldest towns in England. 
I'm not going to say the oldest because it's the oldest recorded tale. Here we go. Now you've actually you've doxxed us there. With that yeah. exactly. That was the comment. I, I was trying to circle around saying that because Why? you can easily Google that, can't you? What are, oh, the, what are yeah, these boys? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we live in a Tudor house at the bottom of a hill. There you go. <laughs> in the in the oldest recorded in the town. Oldest recorded town in Britain. <laughs> Now work out where we live. You could get that easily. <laughs> easily you could do that. That's a, that's one Google search away from doxing. Yeah, man. Someone's going to be knocking, gonna get, posters, knocking on the gonna door. We're going to get swatted. <laughs> do you have some sort of innate fear of getting swatted? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. one time we were playing Twitch. <laughs> no, we were playing Jackbox games, but we were streaming on Twitch to like one viewer. And <laughs> I realized that I was hosting the thing because it was on my PlayStation or my login. And... uh my full name was just my username and i got really fucking paranoid about it because we're throwing some edgy jokes out we're playing quiplash where you basically just be as edgy as possible yeah and i was worried that that was going to circle back to me and that was going to be an issue so and then i got roasted for it because you because then i changed my facebook name to my first name plus my middle names and you boys were like well you don't need to do that well it doesn't matter but i'm like i'm just being careful just in case it finds its way back it's just got such a fear of uh I don't see what the problem is. We live. This is the 21st century in the age of social media. Look, man, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to judge you for doing that. But you, you, you're being paranoid. There's not. There's nothing to worry about. And then a few months. A few months ago, we were playing Among Us with just total strangers. Yeah. And you just straight up just went. His name's blank blank. <laughs> yeah. I also linked our Twitch and YouTube <laughs> in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just copy and pasted a Google search result for my name mm. well the thing is as well i've got a pretty like unique name like there's no other person with that combination of True. names your name's pretty average no offense no yeah there's I, plenty I've of those. standard english surnames been around for centuries exactly yeah smith <laughs> smith yeah smith blacksmith yeah, yeah lewis most, blacksmith it's smith is the most common english surname right and that comes from blacksmith hence why this it's morrissey called the smiths the smiths right is that because he was just trying to be as boring as possible? You know, I saw yes. this. Yes, it is. I saw this <laughs> interview of Morrissey recently, and it's like an old interview. Yeah, and he was talking about how is it the one with um, thingy that recently died, Dustin Diamond. No, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> he played Screech on Safe by the Bell. Oh, Peter Mayhew. No, the the old guy, David Prowse. No. Oh, who was it then? The in- the old interviewer guy, Michael Parkinson. No, American. Larry King. Larry King. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. Morrissey's most recent TV interview was with Larry King. Right. He hasn't done one since. Damn. It's the interview where he takes his shoes off. Right. Yeah. Classic Morrissey. Yeah, he's just, they're talking about. Uh, I mean, Larry King's a really good interviewer. They're talking about um, talking about veganism and meat. Right. You know, and Morrissey sort of things like that. And uh, he has these Italian flever shoes. Right. Flake leather. Yeah. It's like made in Italy. Probably pretty expensive. And uh, he shows them off to take them to show. He takes them off to show him these shoes. Right. Yeah. That is classic Morrissey. I remember when he was on Russell Brand's The Trues and he wouldn't sit on Russell Brand's sofa. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was watching. Was that even Russell Brand's house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a rented yeah, was, property in London. I do remember that, yeah. But now he lives in like Hertfordshire or somewhere. Did I ever tell you that story of when me and Jack went to try and find Russell Brand in, yeah, in London? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I'll tell it again. I mean, there's not much to tell. It was it? like peak 
political brand era. No, let me just start the story with, uh, you know, me and Jack lived in London. Yeah. And we never go and do anything, though. You know, we're in fucking central London, basically. Yeah. It's like, a, what, it was like half an hour commute to the centre. Zone you know, three. Where everything was going on. No, we were in zone two. Really? Um, Russell Brand's... Russell Brand, had, he was doing the Trues thing. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And he opened the Trues Cafe. Right. In, I can't remember. Yeah. Somewhere near, like, Brick Lane area of London. Uh, I'd know the name. Anyway. Um, I'm going to chat. Look, this is... I, I'm literally Googling stuff happening in London today. <laughs> like, events happening in London. Blah, blah, blah. I think it might have also been the same night we went to watch some comedy in a comedy club in... Um, Piccadilly or so right, right, and um, so my like, chat, like, come on, look, like, look, Russell Brand's opening this fucking cafe today, like, he's gonna be there, <laughs> you know, we can just go there, get a fucking coffee, yeah, get something, you know, we, we might meet Russell Brand, you it's might end like up a, in his YouTube video, yeah, it's just a thing to do, isn't it? You know, you know, the whole part, it was all part of the journey, you know, getting there, finding it, first of all, it's impossible to find. Right. And uh, Jack's like, mm, mm. I'm like, come on, man, we live in <laughs> fucking London, and yeah, we've got fuck all money, but we can travel for free. Yeah, a couple of college drops. Because we had, uh, yeah, because we had the the the, tra- the the Oyster card passes, right? So right. we could travel anywhere we wanted for fucking free in Zone 1 and 2, which is anywhere in London. Yeah. Even though you've got no money to do something to get there. <laughs> but, you know, that's like, that was the point. You know, you don't need that much money to do this activity. Yeah. Just show so up. I persuaded him in the end. Show up and see and He's Russell. like, fine, 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 you know. But we like, you know, you know, we stayed in bed most of the day. You know, like, rolling. We left at like, I don't know, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. After the eighth rolling. Yeah. After my eighth uh, licorice paper rolling. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, Jack... Oh, it was during that craze. It's good that you could you tell me that because it's framed where 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 socially we were as smokers in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was the licorice that's, rolly era. Yeah, that's around we, 2015. That's how we determine the timeline of our lives. Yeah, what beer were you drinking and what type of fags were you smoking, <laughs> basically? Because at the time we were drinking the little French stubbies from Aldi. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Brasseries. always Brasseries. So we travel on these fucking, I don't know, I can't really remember, but God knows I went to it. We travel on these fucking trains and buses, get into wherever we thought this was, yeah. Spend like half an hour to an hour walking about up yeah. some fucking river, you know, um, find it, right? Yeah. Find the fucking cafe. We stood outside and I'm like, Jack, there's not a lot going on here. Like, <laughs> we come on the wrong day. I'm Googling it. It's like, yeah, Russell Brown's going to be there. I think at this point, it probably did get to like three or four in the afternoon. Right. So then I'm saying to Jack, like, oh, standard cafe opening times are like nine till five. You know, like maybe I don't know what's going on. Right. And so I go and knock on the, on the, when the window is that open, some like this woman, this waitress. Uh, You're looking for Russell. <laughs> yeah, I know. She was like, she was really weird. She was like, yeah, what do you want? You know, like, <laughs> if we're closed, like, you know, what do you, like, go away? And I was like, so is Russell Brand here? <laughs> she goes, he was. <laughs> you missed him. Oh. And then that was it. <laughs> and we just, we were like, oh. Well, you didn't do anything else in London that day. I you can't remember. Maybe, maybe. I think maybe that was the night we went to the comedy thing. Right. Where there was another night. No, I think that was another night because, um, that was the night we uh, got fucking scammed to go in some underground London club. 
as we came out of the comedy. We we went in this comedy. I don't know what it's called. This comedy club. Um, really expensive fucking cocktails, like fucking seven, eight pound per cocktail sort right. of thing, you know. Me and Jack got drunk. Uh, the main act for the comedy was this black guy that had been a finalist on Britain's Got Talent. Oh, really? Oh, maybe I, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I you'd probably know him, you know? yeah. So we saw him, and it was like, I don't know, 10, 11 at night, come out, get. Like, there's everyone's leaving at the same time. We get fucking in the middle of like Piccadilly, so it's busy. We get pestered by some club promoter, you know, like a fucking sales, you know, like on uh, you go on holiday or like a lad's holiday, right. like one of them kind of guys, you know, <laughs> the, uh, just bobs as he speaks to you. Yeah, it's fucking so energetic, <laughs> and he's like, that's how he gets you being yeah. so energetic and over the top and fucking in your face. Yeah, that is like, uh, you can't say no to him, <laughs> <laughs> so. So the deal was, we both paid 30 quid to get into this club called Bar Rumba. Yeah. Which you had to go down these long set of steps, so it was all underground. It was a fucking shithole. Right. You know, a scabby, fucking awful, run-down club with a bad sound system. You know, awful staff and that. And the deal was, we both paid 30 quid, you get... Three, two, two free drinks each, right. and entry to the club. Okay, that's well in London. Uh, London yeah, prices, so I'm like, yeah, okay. Central London. I'm like, yeah, okay. So you're probably like, I don't know, paying fifteen quid to get into the club. Fifteen quid goes on your two free drinks, right? Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> the two free bottles, of, the two free drinks are two bottles of Bex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Literally the worst thing. Uh, the the worst. Pint. Yeah, not only the worst beer, but the worst two free drinks <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know, oh, you just standing there, thirty quid out of pocket. And I remember being annoyed because Jack pints. was like, "Yeah, man, this is good." I'm like, "Jack, the two fucking bottles of Bex, <laughs> and they give them to us both at the same time. I don't want two bottles." <laughs> they open both of them. Yeah, and yeah, then I remember. Situation at a bar before. I remember. Uh, they closed the bars at like 2am yeah. the club had sort of emptied by them me and Jack are both fucking drunk and it got to the point where we were going mind sweeping on fucking tables because they shut the bar at 2 but they closed the club at 5 Right. so that was 3 hours of like gasping for fucking liquid <laughs> and you just give me anything right. you know been dancing and stuff you need a drink yeah what a weird they closed the bar not even water. And, um, yeah, so we go fucking mind sweet. I think I found, like, an old bottle of wine on someone's table, you know, let's have that. We made some friends. And, uh, to end the night, I ended up having to get a night bus home through London at about four in the morning on my own. And Jack uh, went home with someone else. Oh. So it was a good time all around. You failed and to... I got f- off at the wrong stop <laughs> in Peckham. Wrong bus stop. Got off too early. It was raining, and I had to walk through Peckham High Street at four in the morning on my own. Just worry about gangs constantly. There's literally like groups of people walking past. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> First time in my life. Damn. So you didn't meet Russell Brand. You got scammed into a bar, and then you had to walk home on your own mm. through Peckham. Yeah. Wow. I had to wait like half an hour for another bus to come. I didn't know. Me- I wasn't going to walk up the hill. <laughs> The long fucking ass hill in Peckham Rye. 
I didn't know talking about Morrissey was going to open up all these, this horrible experience you had. Well, I'm sure Jack has a different story of what happened, but that's how I remember it. Right. No, it was great. It was great. Because that, that, yeah, <laughs> that was his idea, I imagine, to go into that fucking terrible, shitty bar. Yeah, I mean, probably. But what I was going to say about Morrissey... <laughs> yes. Is he... I saw an old interview where he was just talking shit about Joy Division and talking shit about The Doors for some reason. Have you seen that interview? No. Where he's like, I don't think, I don't think they, even, they even had a hit record, did they? The Doors. So yeah, they did. Well, like my fire. Oh. And he's like, well, they only talk about when they're good, when they're a lot, when they're not, when they're dead, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was very critical of music and bands. Classic, but it's strange because he likes Joy Division. Although I don't think he was really, a, or he was aware of Joy Division. Ian Curtis killed himself in 1980. Yeah, but the Smiths didn't start up till like 83, 84. Right. So they were no Joy Division and Ian Curtis were definitely an influence on each other. Yeah. On the, on the Smiths, I mean, but both, I'm sure I've read bands. or seen somewhere, yeah, that they might have known each other or right. crossed paths, you know. We'll have to find this interview and we'll have to send it to, you to show you because he just, he's just talking smack about Joy Division, talking smack about the Doors. Mm. And he's like, I don't think the Doors even had a hit record, did they? <laughs> what about Light My yeah, Fire? but maybe it was like at the time, you know, you don't realise the music is, is ahead of its time. Well, what he was talking about specifically was you don't appreciate, or you you people in retrospect give these, um, like bands, the respect they deserve. Yeah. When they're gone, you know that's yeah. what that's the point he was trying to make. But he was just being such a bitch about it. Yeah, he is a bit of a bitch, and he. Louis, play us into the next segment. I do love him though. The next segment I've got booked. We want to play into each next segment. No, we're really, we're really flying by the seat of our pants here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, sorry, I, can I still it, never I can... tried to replicate the intro. Give that a try. That'll be good for the middle section. Why don't you try and replicate it at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I uh, got carried away with a with a rip-off horse with no name. Right, next segment coming right up after this. Next segment I've got planned is the gaming segment. Oh yeah, and uh, the best segment. Yeah, your favourite segment. Um, Cyberpunk. You completed Cyberpunk. Yeah. <sighs> I did complete Cyberpunk. Tell me about it. It's fucking the most disappointing thing ever. Really? Thing is with Cyberpunk, right? Here I go. They say it was in the works for like ten years. Yeah. They yeah. announced it 10 years ago that they're going to be working on this game. It was made by the same people that made Witcher 3. Best game ever made, right? Yeah. Witcher 3 is a fucking banger. It has everything you could possibly want in a game. It's open world, the customization, the dialogue, the story, the the dialogue choices, Yeah. which is a big thing in a few other games like Fallout, uh, Skyrim. Well, actually, no, not Skyrim. 
you can choose what you say in Skyrim, but it doesn't affect what's going to happen in the game. That was the right. big thing about The Witcher. There's another game that was like that as well. But um, Cyberpunk, for when they say they've worked on it for 10 years, right? GTA 5 came out. Everyone kept comparing it to GTA 5, yeah, because it's an open world, sort of them sort of game, right? You're yeah. shooting in the street, there's police, and the police can't. GTA 5 came out in 2013, and it was already better in 2013 than Cyberpunk is three months ago. Really? Right? It's just the level of details in the game, like um, the, the, there's no ragdoll effects on when your player, say, gets hit by a car. Hmm. There's no... There's no small details like you just certain animations and stuff like blowing up a car and um, the the gun like the gun game in it you know mm. like the way the guns work and stuff. So I want to know how they worked on this game for ten years. What they've been doing? Yeah, and <laughs> what we should also preface this by saying that you played it on PC, so you had none of the issues that yeah, immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. came out. Yeah. So you can't really comment on that, but I've heard that was that was a whole thing as well. I can comment on that because all these people complaining it's not running properly on my Xbox One yeah. that's eight years old, <laughs> and it's not running properly on my PS4 that I've also yeah. had since Christmas fucking twenty thirteen, right? Yeah, um, you know, they're not these games are designed for for next gen consoles. You know, they just make them compatible for the older consoles, right? That's why you never had all these bug problems and crashing on PC like you did on the consoles, right? Yeah. So everyone complained and whatnot. But they were right in saying, you know, this should fucking work because CD Projekt Red, the people that made it, um, put it on those consoles, you know, yeah. put it on those platforms. Mm. If you're going to offer if you're gonna offer this service, then you should yeah, have it. get work. it right, you know. So what they maybe should have done is just not made it available on PS4s and Xbox Ones. Yeah. Just kept it to PC, Xbox Series X, and PS5. Can make it the launch game for PS5. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it was due to... It was actually due to come out in fucking April. Yeah. Last year, then it got pushed to June or July, then it got pushed again to October. Yeah. Then it got pushed again to December when it eventually came out. Well, everything that was meant to come out last year got pushed. Yeah, well, I don't think it was because of COVID, though. Why? It was just because they were fucking... <laughs> just because they were trying to fucking fix it. <laughs> and it never got fucking fixed. So anyway, yeah, all the bugs and, and the problems that everyone encountered, I never really... I didn't experience anything like that. There is bugs and glitches in the game, but there's bugs and glitches in every game, you know? None of them were, like, dramatic or made it unplayable mm. or anything like that. In fact, there were some of them were just funny because they're just visual glitches, right? Right. But they've made this lovely open world massive game. I mean, it's not massive. You know, there's bigger it's maps. It's not lovely either. There's, there's bigger maps in other open world games, right? The point is you're meant to have this freedom and you do have these dialogue choices and it gives you three three ways or three paths to choose at the beginning, like where you want your character's backstory to come from, Yeah. which is Corpo. So you start, start in a more businessman-type-esque... I didn't choose that one, so I'm not really sure. You start as like a more businessman type of, type of guy. Mm. Then there was a nomad, where you start uh, as uh, one of the outcasts in the desert. So you're, right. not, you're not part of the city. They live in these camps in the desert. Because most of the game is set in the city. This is a massive fucking city, Night City. Yeah. Um, that's what it's called. 
and then you have just this other, another small part of the map is like the desert, right? Then the other one which I chose was Street Life, which is where you're like a city brawler. Yeah. And um, so you meant to go down these lovely paths of like cool dialogue and all these these things affect like how the game's going to be played out. And in Cyberpunk, a big thing, what they did is um, you can kill any character. Right. So you can kill the main characters whenever you want. Even the ones that are integral to the story. Yeah. So once you kill them, they're gone. You kill them and they're gone and you can't do their missions for them. And then that might affect... I mean, I never did it because why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) I see why it's not available in most games because I always think that like killing someone along the way of a quest is just going to fuck up a later on on different quests. So that was the whole point. You meant to have this this cool freedom of dialogue and this customization of this character... And character, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and stuff like that. But the game itself is just fucking bland. Yeah, you know, it looked bland. I enjoyed playing it, not so much from the gameplay perspective. But you enjoyed being this character and being right. immersed in this city, as it looks. Enjoyed cool. the world more yeah, than the it story looks cool, or you know? any other part. Of the but game. then I say that. But then nothing's actually ever going on. The amount of doors and shops and buildings that you can looks like you can enter yeah. within the city, and it just say door locked. Yeah. Like so, obviously they've put four into. That was going to be. That something. was going to be a thing. Yeah. And you can go in there. Maybe they'll be on DLC or something. They'll release a DLC. Oh, fucking DLC. They'll release a DLC and they'll open up a bunch of doors and you'll be able to do side quests and all the shit. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's just so there's this lovely city they've created this this nice game with all these dialogue choices the end for me there's like i don't know different endings i think there's like five or six different endings you can mm, have right depending on what character you chose at the beginning depending on some decisions you make within the game mm. but not all of them like there's like three main decisions right and is it clear when it's those <laughs> no but that's cool right come through the gate or don't come through the gate yeah no, it's well, not. It's not clear like what decision you make is going to affect the end of the game. But then, if it, if it was clear, then it'd sort of ruin it, wouldn't it? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could have just. I mean, they're going to work on it more and more. A lot of people said, you know, when G, the original GTA Five came out in 2013, before they released the remasters, yeah, the next gen version of GTA Five, which everyone knows today, in 2015, 2016. Yeah, and that's when it came out on PC as well, because it was never actually originally on PC. Right, it was only on console. Um, they improved it like so much. They added stuff and they changed the game like you know a lot, all these different details and stuff. But there was a lot of stuff there right from the start, you know. And it doesn't matter how much CD Projekt Red are going to do to this game to add these details and certain animations and stuff they might have cut out, and they're going to add it in. Because then they have to worry about if there's going to be glitches and bugs from it, you know, then that's another problem. So maybe that will eventually become this lovely, amazing game that you can, you know, the customization in it. You You can't wear different styles of clothing cosmetically. Anything you wear is your armor level. Right. So you don't ever want to be in combat in stuff that you look cool in, you have to just wear the boring stuff. Yeah. Because what gives you the armor? For example, in Assassin's Creed, Odyssey and Origins and Valhalla, which are the three most recent Assassin's Creeds, 
you can have the armor equipped but choose to take it off of your character cosmetically yeah but you still have the stats from wearing it yeah that seems like a minor gripe though because a lot of gamers just don't care about that sort of thing I don't, yeah. care, I don't care what my no, but player looks this like. is what I'm saying. It's not Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's you know that's why you're that's why you're not into games. Like <laughs> you know, you're not immersed in Night City. In Night City, yeah. I was immersed in Night City and fucking really enjoying it. And you drive around in these cool ass cars. The driving that's terrible. That's like a whole other thing though. You yeah. know, like can't even get fucking driving right in right. 2021. Look at the other games that have driving. You know, and you can't wear what you want to wear yeah sounds pretty bad man to be honest <coughs> that's my uh yeah speaking of open worlds though what would you so you've recently also been playing um zelda breath of the wild oh yeah um how... pick that back up again that's considered i mean i've also played it to an extent yeah I've done a few shrines a few temples maybe yeah. a t- maybe a temple one well, temple. i've done i've just recently just finished the four divine beasts yeah it's uh, it's fucking hard though. It is hard, and but it's considered like the best game of recent times, mm. you know. And I get all of that. I pre as I'm playing it, I'm like, I appreciate everything that's going on here. I just it's just yeah. too hard, and I at what at what end? <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're a massive fan of the old Zelda's, like I am, like, yeah, you know. Well, your little brother recently got it. How old is he? Six. Well, he's not going to be able to play it, is he? No, but my mum was telling me my other brother, Mike, is uh, help, is helping him play it. Right. Because I can't play it, and I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, you know. But it's, it's more nostalgia. That's why I started playing it in the yeah. first place. You know, it's the nostalgia. And, yeah, as I'm, watch, as I'm playing it, I'm thinking, Zelda if I was really have... into Zelda, this would be like... It's like Force Awakens for Star Wars fans. Yeah. You know, This is the first Zelda game to have voice acting in it. Yeah. That's that too. What about hey, listen? What about that? Hey, listen. Yeah, is that in this game? That's in that's in Ocarina of Time. But it's not in this one. The fairy. No, you don't have Navi. Navi the fairy. No, Navi is the little the one from Twilight Princess, right? The little goblin that turns into a dog. No, that's Minda. Oh, I don't know. It was fucking made up shit. Yeah, (laughs) wolf. Well, yeah, we turn into a fucking goblin. And you, then you turn run into a wolf, and oh. you have Minda sort of ride on your back. I don't know. I never really played Twilight Princess that much. That was the one that came out of the Wii. Wii. Game. Yeah, the that Wii was game. a uh, that was their launch game for the Wii. Yeah, I did. I think I completed it. I mean, I remember. I, I think I completed it. I completed it. I can't remember anything about it. I remember you turned into a goblin, a dog, <laughs> a wolf. <laughs> It's not a dog, it's a wolf. No, definitely not a it's goblin. It's a wolf. Um, the final game of this segment is... I can't remember the name of it, so I just wrote Prison Break Game. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? As Long well, As You is, Go in the Prison? It's called, it called A Way Out. A Way Out, yeah. That's the one that we've been playing together, just so we could play some sort of game together. <laughs> you know? Very But I have been wanting to play it for ages. I was going to originally play it with Jack when he was still in this country. Mm. Um, what, um, what, what sort of cat- type of game is it? Well, it's actually is quite unique. It's never really been a game like that. Obviously, mm. there is two-player story games. Yeah. Um, well, they don't make games like that anymore, really, no. because everyone just plays online now. Yeah, there's no such there's no such thing really anymore as couch playing, as they say. Yeah. With your mates, unless you own a Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they just got Nintendo that. Mar- they've still, got that market cornered, I guess. Yeah, and Nintendo's still tailored towards that, but um, no, there's online games are 
I mean, you can play this a way out game online anyway. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you would. I don't know why you yeah. play it. Because, well, because you <laughs> could sit, up, you could sit <laughs> up in your bedroom, and I could sit in my bedroom, and we could still play together. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, that, I guess yeah. that's the point. Yeah. You know, people like to have their own setups now. You know, yeah. It's I, not, I don't want to be two player. I want to be one player. Yeah, everyone. That's You've the got own fucking setup. You know, that, that's the thing. All the two players grew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the little brothers grew up and yeah. bought their own setups. That's exactly. why they don't tailor games to people like that anymore. Yeah. And um, what, what's the story of um, get out of the? Well, I know how it ends we haven't finished it yet but yeah. i do know how it ends. what's the story though the story is um you know, there's two characters they're in the they're both in prison and the uh they're both after this guy called harvey they want him dead yeah for various reasons one of the reasons uh, what's your I can't, name? I can't remember leo and vincent. leo and vincent Le- yeah leo's reason is that harvey killed his brother i think yeah and vincent's reason is that harvey killed his brother killed his brother <laughs> i think <laughs> 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 something like that yeah so the, yeah, the, the first, thing is the with first... the game yeah the game the actual gameplay itself the reason the why first, i wanted the to play first it with act you... of the game is in prison and yeah. it's all about escaping, escaping the prison. From prison which is quite cool yeah think. Yeah, that was quite cool. It takes two of you to do certain stuff. Yeah, that's why I wanted to play it with you, because it's sort of a corrupt it is a corruptive game. You have to, you know, work together, sort of thing. And it's just yeah. sort of cool, you know. Imagine a game like that, but it was sort of open world, you know. Yeah. A badass. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it was just, it was just a game to play. You the know? main thing I noticed about this game it's is like watching a film. Yeah, well, this is what I was gonna say. The main <laughs> thing I noticed about this game, especially the first half and also in other parts of the game, but you mean the, the prison segment seventy five percent of the game. Yeah, you know, well the prison segment is just Shawshank. It starts oh, off and yeah. there's a guy and he's like, When do we eat? And then the prison guard punches him. Yeah. And then uh you look like the kind of guy who can get me things. Yeah. And and other then, things like that. And, the and, bit, and then sweeping on the roof. Yeah, yeah. And the bit where you're escaping, you have to wait for the thunder yeah. to strike. Yes, yeah, that's to, a, that was a big one. To make the bang. That was the one where I was like, okay, that's definitely, they're just yeah, doing short shit. Yeah, there was a couple of other things as well, I think. Yeah. But my thing the is... The library. If, is there a library? Yeah, there's a library, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My thing is, like, if you're going to... Because they, they, obviously they were going... Because there's fucking cutscenes in this game. Ridiculous. There's endless... If you're going to go for a game that's heavy on cutscenes and very story-based, yeah. why well, don't go anything original in terms of <laughs> the prison? They just lift from other things. Yeah, that's true. Um, the characters... Maybe this is one of those... I don't know much about this game. I think it might be some sort of independent game. It could have just made, been made by a few guys. I guess. You know, and they're heavily influenced by them sorts of things. The, guys, so, the guy you're How do as... you do Prison Break without tapping into Shawshank and the TV show Prison Break? Well, you just you, you just know, come up with other ideas, or tapping off of Escape from Alcatraz, or all those examples we gave. You could just do anything else instead of those, mm. you know. And obviously, a lot of people aren't even going to notice just because we. It's, it's funny. It's funny times. because I was watch. I was uh, started. Re- I literally today uh, started playing this game called Control right. on my PS4, and I know I knew nothing about it. There's a, there's a speed runner that I'm into called Brian Ato. Okay. And he holds the world record for speedrunning it, although I've never actually watched one of the runs properly, you know? Okay. Cause it's one of those whack runs, you don't really understand what's going on. But so I yeah. thought I'd just play the game. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd just Do play I know? the game. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd just play the game as you're meant to play it. Yeah. And literally right at the beginning, like one of the first lines is something about seeing what's on the other side of the poster. Right. And being in a cell. What the fuck? 
You sure you didn't just put on accidentally put on a way out? Yeah, yeah. prison <laughs> house. So a way out. Yeah, I, was, I mean, what's up with that? You know, oh, I don't know. But yeah, we still don't know what that's got to do with the game. But yeah, we haven't finished uh, a way out yet. Maybe we won't because we we we'll. I know what happens at the end. We so will, I'm, we'll, I'm in no rush to finish. We're it. fairly we're fairly into it, but just the cutscenes, like the relentless cutscenes, yeah. and you can't even skip them. No, unskippable cutscenes. That's a fucking. Uh, that's a big deal for me. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, because I don't want to have to sit there and watch. This is the thing with uh, sort of other games like Cyberpunk, for instance. Right. Like, doesn't do cutscenes. <laughs> you know, you are just in the cutscene. Yeah. All the dialogue is skippable. Yeah. And you can choose whether you want to be involved in it or not and stuff like that. And there's hardly any loading screens. Yeah. You know, loading screens is a big thing with games these days. That's what the PS5 apparently strives mm. itself on. Lack of, there's just no loading. Yeah. In the remastered um, Spider Man. For the PS5. Miles Morales. No, no, no. Like the, well, Miles Morales is just a fucking basically a DLC for the, right. for the PS4 Spider-Man. That yeah. came out. They know, just released it as a The game, one that you they? did play. Yeah. Yeah. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is a whole other game, even though it's only 20 hours of gameplay. There is yeah. 50 quid. Bullshit. Well, it's because they wanted to launch the console with a spy yeah. game. So the massive thing for that game and the PS5 is... Um, there's like no loading screen, no loading screens. Whereas right. compared to the PS4 one, the loading screen is like a minute long. Right. On this one, it's just seamless. Okay. Yeah. Loading screens. Yeah, I don't even really think about loading screens. I guess that's like a big thing. For... Cutscenes are a problem for me because make cutscenes that I don't want to skip. You know, like Red Dead. There's just yeah. emotion yeah. and story and yeah, good yeah. voice acting. That is true. Um, on this game, the voice acting wasn't good. That is true. You know. Yeah, and voice acting in games has got way better in the last like ten yeah. years because it used to be just garbage, you know. Yeah, like Sean Bean in Civilization. Yeah, <laughs> is he? In I want to listen to his voice. <laughs> <laughs> is he in Civilization? Or is he doing the narration? He narrates everything. Oh. He reads everything out. You know. Oh no! Yeah. No, don't go with that. No. Yeah. Right, play us into the next segment, Louis. Play us in. Oh, I don't even know what the next segment is. I'm so how exciting. next segment is going to be film based it's just going to be the films that I remembered that we'd watched so if you think of any after I've said these four um, or film and TV did we get to mention Tom Hardy's penis yeah that's the first one <laughs> Bronson 
fuck yeah. So we watched Bronson's been a film that I've wanted to watch for years. I've seen yeah, it. say I've I see a lot about it. Yeah, it's often just referred. It's got to a lot it. of uh, artistic shots in it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, who famously directed Drive, Only God Forgives, Neon Demon. He's a real artistic filmmaker. Yeah, okay. This is one of his um, earliest films and one of Tom Hardy's breakthrough performances. He was a f- actor beforehand, you know. He'd done other stuff. He was in one of the Star Trek films and right. stuff. Yeah. But this is a film that he really... Um, uh, what year did rose, this film rose to come fame. out? Uh, 2000... No. Yeah, 2009, I think. It was just before he did Inception. Uh, okay. And so... Or maybe it was earlier than that. Maybe he did Rock and Roller. It seems like an older film, yeah. It's shot on film, and right. it's shot to look like it's set in the 80s. So yeah. that's why it looks older than it is. You know that scenes... Oh, yeah. Is it near the beginning? I don't know. It was in the cell, and it's like all red lighting. Yeah. That's that's really artistic. That's really nice. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing about... Um, I liked that. Nicholas Winding Refn. Was that just he... to hide his tiny paint? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Nicholas Winding Refn is there's always fucking red glows in all his films. Right. If you've seen Only God Forgives, the whole film is through like a red haze the whole time. And I saw part... I haven't seen all of Neon Demon, but the same with Neon Demon. Um... Lots of violence is always in his films, like crazy characters, crazy I main mean, characters. For this guy to be the most dangerous prison prisoner in Britain, yeah, to this date, yeah, not much violence going on. There's a lot of violence in the film. That's all there is. Only for him, like fighting with prison guards. That's all he does. And yeah, but it's not that brutal. Like, well, give us some Tarantino Django violence. Do you know what I mean? Well, give us some is... more brutal. Skull cracking. I guess, but if you, if it's shown all that though, you wouldn't have been able to relate to this guy as a as a main character. He has to be true. You know, if he was just fucking. But do I want to relate to the world's most? Uh, well, no. Most... But for for a narrative point of view, you have to to an extent. Mm. Otherwise, you're just not going to want to watch it. Why am I going to watch this this fucking prick who's just battering yeah. people? And that is what he's that doing. That was the strange thing watching this though. But there was a lot of scenes that were sort of just dead scenes. It was just sort of nothing, like yeah. him staring. They're all related to the film, obviously. Yeah. A lot of just sort of nothing going on. There's not a lot of plot. Well, because... It like, was almost just showing his story. Yeah. But just nothing actually well, happening. Well, uh, I guess because the, the nature of the fact that he was in prison, so his narrative wasn't dictated by himself. He was constantly being moved to different yeah. prisons. Yeah. It was like um, the, each scene wasn't particularly plot related. There wasn't really a plot. It was just, this is what happened to this guy. True or not true, a lot of the stuff I don't think probably happened really, or maybe it yeah. did, but it was yeah. like lesser, you know, it was toned down. And yeah, but like... when it showed the bit where he's in the mental asylum, yeah, in the mental institute, and, and he know, tries to they leave, keep drugging him up with the yeah. injections, that probably happened. But like the scene where he's just sort of slumped over in that chair, unable to move, sort yeah. of thing. I don't, you know, that's that's inhumane. I don't think they would have. Well, maybe they would have. I mean, the eighties. It was actually in the seventies. Oh, in the seventies, even worse. Yeah. It gets worse and worse the yeah. further you go back in time. Actually, no, maybe it was the eighties. He went into prison in seventy. He was in fucking Broadmoor. All right, that's where yeah. Jimmy Savile raped all those people. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Um, that's also where um Peter Sutcliffe went. Yeah, the Zero Yorkshire color. Ripper. Yeah, and the guy, the Manchester Murders. Oh right. What's his name? Don't remember. Ian West. Ian. Something. Dying, yeah, the way. yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, so this guy is just like the most notorious prisoner, Char- Charlie Bronson. Yeah. And um, 
He's you mean Michael Pearson. Yeah, Michael Pearson changed the name to Charlie Bronson, and he's just like this crazy guy. And he goes into prison at a young age, just for some kind of just like he just batters someone and goes to prison. But he ends up staying in prison because of bad behavior. Gets mm. let out at some po- one point because he's too expensive to be in there. Yeah. When he climbs on top of Broadmoor and yeah. causes like a hundred thousand pounds worth of damage. Yeah. Um. So they basically just void his um yeah. sentence, send him out on parole, and then he gets himself back in the prison. Ma- Her Majesty, he puts it across as Her Majesty <laughs> was not willing to pay for it any <laughs> yeah. longer. Yeah. He was not willing to have him in her yeah prison. Yeah. No, Majesty wouldn't have me in there. You, yours truly yeah. in there much longer, so I had to go. Yeah. And the film is is framed around this like it's in his own head, but it's like a stage play where he's just the main character, it's like a one man show. Mm. Keeps cutting back and forth to that, and he's got different makeup on. He's wearing a suit and a tuxedo. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hadn't seen it before, and it was really good. Let's talk about his knob. To be fair, yeah, it was good, but yeah, yeah what's well, not his knob? <laughs> you know, you know what was funny about it? It's almost like. It looked like he hadn't had an erection in years. Right. Yeah, there was some sort of, it was a bit, a bit shriveled up. It looked like, it looked like <laughs> a, some sort of weak parsnip. You know? I don't want to razz on Tom Hardy too hard because he, he did get naked for a film. And yeah, that's pretty I do love But Tom as soon Hardy, as I saw his penis. And I'm sure he's not going to hear us talking about his penis, but. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what, is there something going on in the film where, because they knew he was going to be showing his penis, that they did something right. about his penis? No, maybe it was too big for the camera. No, but the so thing they had is, to do something about see, it. Thing is, I don't see a lot. Was of he on loads of steroids? No, let's let me finish. I don't see a lot of penises, so when I see one, I'm look really looking at it, and I was look, and there's a lot of opportunities. What do you mean you don't see a lot of penises? I just don't see a lot of them. I see mine, and right. I see them on the internet. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, I do see other penises due to my line of work. I guess you're a penis inspector. Yeah, but yeah, no, this... <laughs> <laughs> I mean. uh do you think he was fucking buff for that film, right? Yeah, you know he wasn't Bane buff, but he was buff. Yeah, and he he, he he's obviously gone buff. for the um the Christian Bale aspect of you know he's definitely put it all on himself. Yeah, gone for one of them those uh those method acting jobs. Yeah, do you think he took a performance enhancing drugs which made his penis smaller? Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think is I've... his penis even that small? <laughs> are we just being judgmental? <laughs> is his body so big because that's not his natural body? Well, I don't want penis... to spend. I don't want to spend too much of this podcast talking about Tom Hardy's penis. But you brought but, it up. Well, no, I knew you were going to bring it up, so I just got in there early. Right. Um, I I don't think he did. Well, maybe he did take steroids for it, but I don't think he would. Yeah, I doubt it. Today, I doubt it. like today's Tom Hardy is he's already, he's buff and stuff. Yeah. You're on steroids all the time. You Can we talk about? Can we talk about the D? That's next on my list. Is it? We'll, we'll talk about that now. Uh, what talk- would you wait? What would you give I Bronson? That, I reckon he's Anglo-Saxon. What would you give Bronson out of out of ten? Yeah, out of ten. Six point five. Yeah, I'd go for a six. I think. I don't think I'll ever watch it. I enjoyed it, but I don't think I'll ever watch it. No, again. I'd never watch it again. Yeah, but I'm glad I did see it. It's one of those. It was one of those. I, I, I do seem to put film. This sounds ridiculous, but I put films into two categories, right? Films I like to watch yeah. and experience for my eyes and just the overall thrill of watching that film. Yeah. yeah. And then there's films that I'm into. Yeah. And, you know, enjoy watching them because I'm invested in them. Right. I wasn't invested in this at all, regardless of the circumstances you're watching it in, mm. you know. But I liked watching this film. Yeah. You know? 
I think it's. I think the the film another example, like I said to you about uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. You said you hadn't seen that. No. I said it looks good, but I'm not into it. Yeah. You know. Well, I think with this film, it, possibly the filmmaking it just kind of creates that barrier between really yeah. being able to enjoy it because it's just so artistic that it's like it's not even really. Uh, it's not one of those films you can just really like enjoy watching. You're more like going, yeah, cool. Yeah, it was a bit of a stroll to watch. So, so it would have been interesting to see Tom Hardy's performance in a with a different filmmaker. Mm. It would have been, I don't know, different. Less penis. Maybe less penis. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of penis, The Dig. Um, <laughs> that's a new Netflix film starring Rafe Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. No, he doesn't like being called Ralph. Oh, fuck's sake. In real life. If you call him Ralph Fiennes in real life, he'll correct you and say that it's Rafe. All right. Ra- Rafe Fiennes. Sorry, what, what's his... Uh, do you mean... Basil Brown. Basil Brown. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, Carrie Mulligan and a couple of other people show up in the film. The kid. Yeah, there's a kid in it. A kid. A couple of other people. The guy who's playing Bowie in that Stardust film. Can't oh, remember his yeah, name. Um, He's in it. Can't remember his name. Yeah, can't remember his name either. Bowie kid. He's not uh, a bad. He's not bad in this film. He's right. Yeah. I've heard he's bad as Bowie. What's the plot of the dig? The plot of the dig is who <laughs> are I said Suffolk. There's a lady. She's got a lot of land, and it's the 1930s. And it's 1939. Yeah, just on the World War II. on the on the yeah, just before World War Two starts. And Basil Brown. Yeah, he he's employed by Mrs. Pretty. Yeah, to uh, to dig up the mounds. Yeah. That are in her land. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. I don't know. If it's a farm. She lives, she lives in this big manor house. Well, she said she the bought fields, that bit of land just on the off chance that there might yeah, be some Anglo-Saxon well, the, the fields ting. surrounding her house. She owns this land. There, there's these mounds on there that that people have known about like hundreds, of, well, nearly two thousand years. Yeah, right? and um, she gets Basil Brown in. <laughs> Ray finds. Yeah, uh, and he starts digging them up. Yeah, he starts to see. Oh, oh, there's only one way to find out. This is pretty. <laughs> We're gonna have to dig. Yeah, it's a yeah. Suffolk story. They've all got Suffolk yeah. accents. And the cool thing is, Ray finds. I said this to you anyway. He uh, he went to do because I heard it on the radio. They interviewed the guy. Right. That uh, Ray finds went to Suffolk and spoke to these old men. Right. And this one guy in particular. I don't know. This guy was a voice coach. Right. Maybe he's been a voice coach in the past for the Suffolk accent. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's like they just pulled this guy. The only thing he could do. They just pulled this guy off his hog farm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Ray Fiennes went to sort of spend time with him and learn how to do the accent. <laughs> they pulled this guy out of the cock and whistle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said, "Put down your brown yeah, witter. Put down your weary. <laughs> put down your warm weary. Yeah. Yeah. And. uh well, I think that's really nice. Though. I think that's really cool, you know. Yeah. Because Ray Fiennes, like you said, he's from Ipswich anyway. Yeah. So or he probably near, had to shake that accent before he became a Shakespearean actor. Yeah. So he's probably familiar with it, but yeah, he's really posh as Voldemort as well, isn't he? Yeah. So um, I <laughs> will kill you, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> you just blew off people. You listen to this with headphones, Louis. Louis, sorry. You can't say Harry Potter without putting emphasis on the. You can. You just don't <laughs> put it right next to the mic. You just do it. Elsewhere, you Harry Potter. There you go. You yeah. didn't hurt you, did it? All right. Jesus. Well, people are going to quit the podcast now because they right. hurt their ears. Yeah. Never listen to Rollies out the back again. Yeah. So, anyway, I think Ray Fiennes in this film was fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, really like 
because I my granddad really natural had that Suffolk accent. Yeah, and um, was from Suffolk probably. Yeah. <laughs> if he had the Suffolk <laughs> accent. Well, that, that the thing is, we're like on the border. We'll get even doxier at I this know. point. We're like right on the border of Suffolk, so you hear that accent where we are yeah, yeah, a bit anyway. Yeah. And I'm, like my family's from Suffolk too. Yeah, so. Um, I really like it though because it does feel sort of close to home, and I'm sort mm. of I really like those, uh, like it being out in the country, sort of farmer sort of uh, yeah. characters, you know. And like if this is very fine, did go find some old guy that taught him how to speak in the Suffolk accent. And I imagine this guy was sort of really nice and yeah, you know. And they then they did make friends. That's what this radio interview I listened to was about. Yeah, so they always say that though with actors like. I'm, I'm, yeah, Tom Hardy was Ray friends Fiennes with was Tom the... Hardy was friends with Charles Bronson in real life. He was. <laughs> yeah, would you want to? Would you want to be friends with Charles? Imagine Bronson. he hasn't called Ch- Charles Bronson in fucking twenty years. You yeah. know? Well, not twenty years, but like fucking fifteen years. You know. And they always say that they're always like, "Yeah, we made such good friends." Like Bradley Cooper and Gordon Ramsay are best friends after making Burn, and it's just oh, like, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, it's just yeah. like that. Did you're not friends anymore? Yeah, well, I believe this one. Is what I'm <laughs> you know. Yeah, I believe this one. You know, well, if it seems like this nice older Suffolk, it's just it's just a, it's a nice wholesome sort of all rounder thing, isn't it? You can imagine all the film crews sort of staying in local Suffolk towns, yeah, staying in Ipswich. Well, if they even shot it in Suffolk, B and B's, they might not have even shot it in Suffolk. You know, I reckon they probably did. It yeah. looks like Suffolk. Yeah, they um, definitely didn't shoot it as, yeah, at so, the actual mounds. No, because they got dug up in yeah. the film. It did. We saw it happen. Well, only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> did the others get dug up? Wait, we don't. What's the plot? So he shows up, and he shows up. Mrs. Pretty is like, "I want you to dig up my whales." Well, right. she doesn't say it like that. No, she actually speaks quite posh. Yeah. Anyway, he says, "I'll dig up your mouths, but I ain't working for less than two pound a week." Yeah. Right. And then he, he fucks off because <laughs> she won't give him that. Rides his bike, and then she chases him down the road, and he says, "All right, I'll give you that." Yeah. And. uh Cut a long story short, he's there, he's digging up his mounds. Yeah. And the dirt falls on him and nearly kills him. Yeah. Um He he discovers that uh, there's it was probably it's an old ship that they're digging up. Yeah. And there's an old it could be an old burial chamber in the middle yeah. of the ship. Like an Anglo Saxon yeah. ship. So then he goes, Oh he goes, oh, <laughs> he goes uh what is that? Could be Roman <laughs> But I reckon it's yeah, Anglo-Saxon. Goes, they found they found a they found an old rivet like this on the old Anglo-Saxon site. <laughs> and then he rushes into the Switch Museum and he goes, "John, whatever his name is." Yeah. Look, look, look what he found. And uh, he sounds like the BFG. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, then he, then they discover this fucking old ship. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the main. There's loads of gold treasure. Yeah. So the main plot of the film is like they're digging up this fucking ship and um, then there's also the political aspect of like who owns it once it's been dug up yeah. and will ba- Basil Brown get the um, yeah. the notoriety? I mean, that's for... the saddest part of the film, really. Yeah. You know, spoilers, but um, at the end of the film it tells you Basil Brown, his name wasn't... Even though Mrs. Pretty, also yeah. another spoiler, dies. Right. She has some sort of heart condition. Yeah. And uh, she dies just after they've, like, dug up the gold and yeah. they sell it to the... Well, she gives they it... probably she... should have kept this spoiler-free, to be honest. This well, is just a mild recommendation. You know, we're not breaking this down in a video essay. All right, we can cut this out. All right. Mrs. Pretty 
dies. <laughs> she dies after gifting all the treasure to the British Museum. Yeah. In the end, and um, she... and she says she says to Basil Brown, "I've promised. I've said to them, make make a promise that you'll mention Basil Brown's name. Yeah, on the in the excavation. Or yeah. or, you know, on the. But they don't. Yeah. But I think so that they fuck him over. I think that bit was just a cutesy moment for the film. I don't think they're ever really gonna. All right. Who made you it. the film expert? Well, I just imagine because I can just if, that wouldn't happen in real life. Like, it might have done. Like, they would have done it if she'd said, wouldn't they? No, because they were assholes. Yeah, well, they would have. They would have done it. Why wouldn't they have done it? Because they were fucking cunts. <laughs> they want all the credit for themselves. Yeah, but it's just. I think the lady dies. She leaves him a fucking Anglo-Saxon Anglo-Saxon ship, and I think they would have done it if she'd said. I think she probably in real life probably just died, or she, in real life they probably just didn't even have a relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's the thing about these films, you know. That's like, true. You they probably were... had probably had nothing to do yeah. with the little boy. <laughs> yeah, these films <laughs> is like, you know. Uh... It's, it's always like they create this cutesy, like wholesome story, and then you look into it, and just none of it happens. <laughs> like when you watch The Crown, that's the thing as well. <laughs> just fucking nothing. That was, the, that was the thing as well. The the woman that's in it from Baby Driver, and, yeah, and um, the other film, yeah, she, yeah, she she's in? in Yesterday, Yesterday, yeah, that woman, yeah. There's this whole fucking side storyline bit of uh, she's she gets married to this old guy, yeah, and then falls in love with the RAF soldier, yeah, Mrs. Pree's brother, yeah, Bowie's and mate, then, Bowie's yeah, Bowie, mate, yeah, and uh, Johnny and Flynn, that's his name, Jasset, and um, the old guy that she's married married to then basically turns out he's gay, yeah, and he runs off with some other boy, yeah, the whole irrelevant, yeah, fucking irrelevant, yeah. you know, just show me more of the dig, <laughs> show me more of a fucking Basil Brown yeah, that, that, being a really nice guy to the little boy, yeah. and digging up more soil, yeah, you yeah, know, that, that did have one, and she's so out of place in it. Well, I don't know. She's, this, she's a massive Hollywood actress. There's that part where he the, that plane comes down and he does have to jump in and save the, and try to save the um, the pilot. Ass, to be fair. And you and to have that scene, you have to have that character in it, and to have that character, and he has to have more stuff to do than just be the awesome guy. So no, he, no, 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 he has no. To the have RAF, the RAF guy. Yeah, is that who you're talking about? Yeah, Johnny yeah, he's Flynn. fine in it. Yeah. The woman, though. Well, that's why she's there. Is because she's the love interest to him. Yeah, no, they could have just used an unknown. Oh, you mean the actress? Why yeah. is the actress there? I think she's, she's out of place. I in think it. she's good in it. No, well, she, this, what's she's weird too about pretty it? and pristine Mrs. and too pretty. Hollywood. What's weird about it is she, <laughs> she, yeah, she is. She's too much of a recognizable face for such a smaller role. Exactly. Like none of them, apart from Ray Fiennes, are recognizable. But he's not even that recognizable. Well, like Carrie Mulligan. Not, she's she's not a winning actress. I think. Yeah, but she doesn't have that sort of face, does she? She's married to Marcus Mumford. Who's that? The guy from Mumford and Sons. Oh, yeah, them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that band that was around like fucking 10 years ago. Yeah, she's married to him, Marcus Mumford. Well, um, you know, Ray Fiennes, no one even knew he played Voldemort. I think a lot of people knew he played Voldemort. No, not unless you're into films. I guess. You know, I never thought about that as a kid. Who's this guy playing Voldemort? I thought he was CGI. I think if that came up on the chase, I think most people would get it. No. Nah, he played Voldemort. I don't think they would. Anyway, who played Voldemort in the Harry Potter series? Ray Fiennes, Rowan Atkinson, Stephen Fry. They're <laughs> not going to be the answers, are they? <laughs> well, I don't know. You said people don't know. Well, yeah, if, if it's Stephen Fry, Rowan Atkinson, <laughs> and Ralph fucking Ralph Fiennes, no one's even heard of Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> Maybe like, obviously it's him because it's not the other two. Is no, it? Ralph Fiennes is pretty. Um, Ralph Fiennes, he's pretty well known. He was in Schindler's List. You know, he's an Oscar-nominated actor. 
True. He was in the English Patient. True. He's the, he's no, the he's the, the best thing people about the film. that are not into films are not going to know who he is. He's the best thing about the film. I'm telling you that. I guess. But he is also the best thing about the film. I'd yeah, say. he is. Um, Basil Brown is a nice guy. Right, let's move on from the dig. What would you give the dig out of ten? <sighs> Fucking eight point seven five. Really? You enjoyed it that much? Yes. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't give it that high. I think it's a nice little Netflix film, but it's not. It's not breaking new ground. You know, it's not blowing my mind. Well, it is literally breaking new ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I guess, but still, no. Uh, I'll give it a fucking. I, I liked it less than Bronson. I'm gonna say I'd watch. You liked it less than I'd Bronson. I'd watch Bronson again before I watched The Dig because at least Bronson, there's interesting, more interesting stuff going on. The Dig is just too bland. I too bland. Just gonna play guitar whereas I'm giving my verdict. Okay, um, could have just waited a second before um, interrupting with the guitar, but I guess that's what we do. You know, I edit this, so I'm just gonna just cut all this out. That's fine. Sorry, um, wait. Was I waiting for you to give a score? I'm trying to. Yeah, I, could, I lost you on. You liked it less than Bronson. Well, I'm sorry. That's a film opinion, mate. That's how it works. You say your opinion, and then I say my opinion. I didn't poo poo your. I opinion. didn't give an opinion. I just said a number. Yeah, just give me a number. That's your opinion. You said eight point seven five, which is way too high. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if, you've, if you've seen the dig, uh, email in at dishpointmax@gmail.com and tell us what you think. Can you give me a fucking number? I said I was trying, but you were playing the fucking guitar. Uh, I'll give it a 5 out of 10. What? A 5 out of 10. 5? Yeah, whatever. We're moving on. Um, no, fucking hell. Uh, uh, Why are you so critical of fucking the dig? Well, whatever. It's fine. We'll move on. It's fine. We also saw Birds of Prey. Oh, here we go. Let me go. You should give that a fucking 9 out of 10. Louis, I don't know why this has become some sort of conflict. We're trying to move on to different films now. Because you love The Dig. I you... can't believe you don't appreciate The Dig. Well, you saw a fucking... You had a radio contest where they were talking about it, and that's why you're so excited about it, because you caught something yeah, on the radio. It's cool. Did you hear a radio fucking interview of fucking Margot Robbie? I haven't even said anything about Birds of Prey yet. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of Birds of Prey? I just don't agree with... How can you... Well, that's... Look, move on. We're moving on. What do you think of Birds of Prey? It sucks. Yeah, okay. Move on. <laughs> well, you've got to say more stuff than that. <laughs> you got to say more stuff than it sucks. All right, you know one thing in Birds of Prey, yeah? Birds yeah. of Prey. Yeah. At the end. Oh, no, no, you do this. You just did this before. Like, why are you no, telling us about the this fucking This is an irrelevant, irrelevant sport. You can't. This isn't how you talk about films. In the film, in the film, she. Because I don't want to talk about it because it's so bad. Well, we're just going to just break it down. You and McGregor. Oh, she breaks. This one thing about Birds of Prey. All the spoilers, and then we'll move on. That's what you want to do. Look, you know, at the beginning of the film. Where she's hung over and she's trying to order that grilled cheese sandwich. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what? The night after she drives into okay, the Okay, yeah, thing, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Then at the end of the film... Yeah. The Chinese lady... Yeah. ...that she becomes friends with... Yeah. ...gives her a grilled cheese sandwich and she's finally able to bite into it. Yeah, it's an egg sandwich though, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, but in the when she gets the first one in the film, it gets knocked out of her hands because the police chase yeah, after her. Yeah, a slow mo shot. Yeah, what's up with that? 
Well, that's just a cutesy little framing device, isn't it? That's all it is. <laughs> Over a fucking uh, breakfast That's all it's meant to be. It's just a little MacGuffin. That just about sums that film up, you know? I think it's better than Suicide Squad. I think it's better than okay, Batman yeah. v Superman. I think yeah, it's okay. better than Man of Steel. I wouldn't give it, you know, high praise, but I think it was okay. As I was watching it, I was like, this is fine, I guess. There were some creative action scenes. Yeah. I wish it was on the roller skates. thought it was all right. Um, mm. But uh, Ewan McGregor is bad in it. He can't do an accent unless it's Scottish. Yeah. He can't even do an English accent very well. Yeah. Um, have you seen the film? What accent is he even trying to do? He's doing an American accent. Yeah. Have you seen Big Fish? No. He's doing like an Alabama fucking accent, right. like a Forrest Gump accent. But in Fargo, his accent's fine. Watch it again, because I bet it's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He he can't do accents. I don't know what it is, but he just can't do it. Especially an American accent. He just can't do it. Um, yeah. Also, he cheated on his wife with Elizabeth <laughs> Weinstein, who's in this film. Uh, which is what I was thinking about when I was watching it. I was like, is this the film? No, because they were in Fargo together, weren't they? That's when they met. Yeah. They met when they were in Fargo. Um, and then he divorced his wife. And then after divorcing his wife, he decided to sign off for Star Wars because she took half his Star Wars money from the last Star Wars films he did. So... It's See, all coming thing, together. Right? I mean, yeah, this film was fine. You're right. It's probably better than Suicide Squad. You're so far from the mic. You're miles away. Here's the thing. Now, don't you too close. <laughs> this film is probably better than Suicide Squad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. I enjoyed it more than Suicide Squad. I said that before we even watched it. Right? Well, we were about to watch Suicide Squad quick. But... <laughs> <laughs> Quickly watch that. Again. I would have killed myself. Um... Right, we, we watched the first five minutes of Suicide Squad, and I couldn't believe how bad it was in the first five minutes. Yeah, because it just the starts first off. It's... Thirty seconds of Birds of Prey are better than the. Yeah, you the said whole that when watching Suicide it. But Squad. Suicide Squad, it starts off, and there's like an introduction, and then another introduction, and then another introduction, and then there's like a framing thing where yeah. um, the lady is telling some other people about what we just were introduced to. Let's just and say I a... put them in a hole and threw away the hole. <laughs> yeah, and then there's another framing device, another framing device, and another framing device. Introducing those same characters again. Yeah. Yeah, because they almost did that they did that thing where they play the Rolling Stones song where they introduce yeah. um and the animal song. Will Smith. Yeah. And Margot Robbie. And the editing's really bad as well. Oh, it's terrible. And Ben Affleck's there. Anyway, enough about Suicide Squad. Birds of Prey. Like It's over a dead shot. Yeah. <laughs> Like Daddy, I agree with all the things you said about Daddy, it. No. But I don't want to sit here and go into some I'd rather talk about the dig. Is what I'm saying. No, we've already talked about I know we've already talked about the dick, but I'm just saying in a general conversation. No, this is your favourite film of all time is the fucking dick. I don't want to go too much into this fucking awful DC okay, film. Okay, fine. We don't, you know, we can just brush across it. We don't have to go in deep yeah, into everything. But film. what I'm saying is I don't want to analyse it. It's not to talk I don't want to analyse it because I do <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't want to analyse it because I don't care about it. Right, fine. That's fine. That's part of in it. In which case, I give it a four out of ten. All right, fine. Same. Yeah, same. No, I'll give it a bit more. Give it a five. <laughs> That's the same as the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch that again. For I, don't again. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm just fuck with you. So we've. So we're. I think we're four episodes deep. Now, tomorrow, five. Five episodes deep. Tomorrow, the sixth episode of One Division is yeah. coming out. Yeah. And uh, last episode, we'll just talk about last episode. People will assume that we've talked. We know what's. We've seen it all. But yeah. Um. So, yeah, Evan Peters shows up as Quicksilver. Yeah. Do you want me to explain that to you? Or do you understand? I understand. All right, no, right cool. And <laughs> I, I love... He's my like one of my favourite characters in the in the X-Men. Yeah. You know? Especially the scene where he's running around. 
yeah, eating the food, the slow motion food. In Days of Future Past. Yeah, that, that scene. With the bullets. The bullets. Yeah. I Taking watched Days of Future Past recently. It's fucking great. Yeah. I hope that he is playing that character. Isn't that just before the mansion blows up? That's in Apocalypse. He has a similar scene in Apocalypse. Right. Okay. In Days of Future Past, it's like the original scene where he does that. Yeah. Um, I really hope he is playing that same character and it's not some kind of, like way of them trying to do some different thing where he's actually something else or no i don't think that'd be the case that'd be too meta well i don't know they might think it's too meta to bring him in from the other one like there's no no, that's understandable because we know why they're doing that they're doing that to incorporate the two universes you know i guess but we don't know if that's what they're doing with it though they might just be doing it as a like a wink and nod you know Mm. well and he actually is not that relevant or he actually is like someone else you know, um, yeah. Mephisto. Everyone's talking about Mephisto, who's like the the devil of the Marvel universe, and people think right. Mephisto's behind it all. Right. Um, no, I think we should just go with the most Occam's Razor, the most basic sort of what they're trying to do. What the easy easy action. I hope it is that, but yeah. And then and then she's she wonder. Yeah. Is um, you know, like conjuring and wanted to bring back her dead brother. Yeah. But it's brought him instead accidentally yeah. from a different universe. Yeah. Because she is his brother. But is he brother. is he also under mind control though? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> if he's in the show. If he's in Wonder Vision. Right. You know? But he's still his body in him still exists as the person. Yeah. But anyone that's inside the, the hex. Yeah. <laughs> as they call it. The dome. As the as as the four lady calls it. Yeah. Is uh is yeah, he's under her. But she didn't know that he was going to come to the door, though. And she, if she's controlling everything, then because she's like, "Oh my god, it's him." That is true. So, so, so maybe, think... I think maybe the thing has taken over a life of its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or there's someone else that's there's there. a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what there, which you said could be the witch woman. Yeah, or Mephisto. Yeah, and um, you know, I think it could be some sort of the Matrix shit. You know, in the Matrix where they plug them into the machines, right? thing in the back of their neck I think they could all just be in some sort of centre somewhere right. and they're all just sort of in these machines which is then why it's like a TV show no, I don't think that's happening I don't think that's happening at all yeah man because they've already shown that that's not happening because they go when she goes in her clothes change um, like she got like the, the lady the cop lady goes in with a Kevlar vest and then she goes in and then her dress turns into a dress oh, made yeah. of Kevlar so they are just going in and then turning into the 1960s or whatever. Yeah. So your fucking stupid theory is fucking stupid. Um. <laughs> if I mean, like, the actual what then? Is it mind control? Yeah, she's controlling everyone. No, I don't mean wonder. I mean, if someone's doing this to wonder, Vision. Well, the thing is... <laughs> no, it's not Vision. The thing is, you remember when Vision, like, wakes up that dude and he's like, you need to stop her, you need to stop her. He never says you need to stop Wanda. He just says you need to stop her. So I think actually it's the witch lady that's really behind it, right? Yeah. And she, you know she's she's the she's bad pull, She's pulling all the strings, but she, Wanda thinks she's in control. But yeah. she's slowly, also slowly losing control. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. The bad neighbor, you mean? Yeah. The lady, the lady played by the lady from yeah the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's in. She's in Parks and Rec for yeah. a couple of episodes. Um, what uh, Wanda Elizabeth. Uh, Olsen said that there's a Luke Skywalker level cameo at the end mm. of this series. Mm. Who do you think it's going to be? Someone Marvel-y. Well, you... I mean, we spoke about this before. Yeah. 
You said it could be Doctor Strange. Yeah. You said it could be... Um... I think it might be Doctor Strange, to be honest. Yeah. But it could be fucking... Someone else from the X-Men. Could be, yeah, it could be Magneto. He's yeah. her dad, technically. It could be Magneto, yeah. But they've also said that he's not a dad. But why would this. it be Magneto? You know, like, how does he play into the story, really? Well... Because he's big and bad. But he's not big and bad, though. At the end, like older Magneto in like Days of Future Past, oh, yeah. he turns. You know, he's he's just he's just grey area, isn't he? Really, yeah. Except for when he's like you know murdering people with with metal, but <laughs> <laughs> you mean like he does in uh, <laughs> all the X Men films, X-Men Dark Phoenix as well. Oh yeah, that film's actually. I think that film's good, but yeah, you also think the dig's not good. So I'm not going to we'll have this conversation with one. you about the dig. Right, well, I, I don't have enough energy to argue you about the film The Dig on Netflix. Right? Yeah. Right. I thought it was all right. All right, I'm not gonna. And I think Dark Phoenix sucks. Well, that's fine. You're allowed to think that. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you against that because a lot of people think that, yeah. and I can see why people think that. Yeah, I can't see why anyone thinks The Dig sucks though. Because that's it's average, fine, with. good, wholesome fun. It's not. Nah, it's, it's amazing. But anyway, so this whole show, I've read this theory. This whole show has been about Wanda trying to build a family, right? It's all been about family. Everything's family related. Mm-hmm. Who is she's brought in her brother, technically? Who's the next one in the family that she can bring in? Dad. Ian right. McKellen or Michael Fassbender as yeah, the dad. Probably Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it's not going to be McKellen. Yeah. They wouldn't fly him to Los No, Angeles. because she wants this per well, that is true. But she wants this perfect um on a bloody Rolly. Yeah, it might be Rolly. Well, the show's called fucking Rollies out the back. What do you want from me? Well, I don't want correctly Rolly sound on the on the. Well, that's people the audience have got to deal with. They watch the show <laughs> called Rollies out the back. Just they wait till the end of the episode. Don't expect this is the Rollies. End. All right. Well, we'll just what were you saying? Quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wants this lovely American lifestyle, yeah. perfect family lifestyle, American which, lifestyle. So yeah. bring in English, which Shakespearean is the... Ian McKellen. We know which is the, the the mum, the dad, and the kids, and the lovely neighbourhood, yeah. and the jobs, yeah. and the and the cooking. You know, dads don't come into that. Yeah, the the, the goofy grandpa, <laughs> <laughs> the goofy grandpa. Yeah, the goofy English grandpa. Yeah, the goofy grandpa. Actually, Vision is English, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe it is Ian McKellen. That'd be fucking badass. Yeah, I just hope he's dressed as Gandalf. The thing is, saying. if you bring in Ian McKellen, though, he. Had- this is mean to say, but he's very old, and you yeah. can't use him a lot in yeah. the MCU. Exactly. So it'll be like a one-off thing, yeah. I imagine. But then, would they do that? Would they, they, then they might as well be the Faz or be. You can't have the Faz though, because the Doctor Faz, Strange. the Faz is only like what three years older than Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> yeah, and actually, yeah. I think he's probably like four. Now, also, that wouldn't work because if they've brought in Quicksilver, yeah, in the X Men universe. Magneto's already old, isn't he? When Quicksilver's no, they're the same. Age. No, they're the same. No, they're, they're, that's they're, that's them. They're they're in the they're, they're in the same timeline at that age. Oh, they're both in the young X Men series. Oh right, so in the old X Men series, yeah, when they're all old, yeah. Where's Quicksilver? He's not there. He's just not in them. Okay, because he's in Wonder Vision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you know, maybe that's what they did. Like he, that's where he went. That's why they. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll do like a thing. What do you think is going to happen? Like at the end of Wonder Vision. I don't know. 
Hopefully you know, something good. I'm not after I'm Doctor not, Strange or something comes along. Yeah, maybe Doctor do Strange think, comes through a portal. Yeah, do you, do you think <laughs> waves his arms? Do you think Wonder will just be snapped out of it? Like the show will end. They save the day yeah. almost from the witch woman, whoever the bad guy is. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I just wanted a normal life and yeah. then Vision's just still dead. I guess. And then that's it. Well, I don't know because I think, just I think like Vision a, is alive. He's thing. just not all there. I think pulling out the stone just took away his memory. I think that's why. Yeah. And that they just they show his body like in bits, yeah, but he they? he's conscious though because he's making decisions and stuff in the show. So it's not her controlling yeah, like him because just tapped into his brain. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'm not. I'm trying not to get too excited about the show because I'm enjoying it. But I just yeah. I don't want to get too invested because yeah, it's, it's probably like going to suck. It's at the not end. like waiting for the next Breaking Bad. Is it? Yeah. Like I don't let shows no. excite me anymore. Yeah. I know it's harsh to say, but like the last year of Mandalorian really kind of fucked me over a little bit. So that is true. It. Although during the the season two of Mandalorian, I was waiting for it desperately. Like, yeah. Waiting every Friday. Like oh my god. I know, and then I, I was to see what yeah, happens. same. But then I was disappointed, so I'm not yeah. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, and Game of Thrones as well. Like, I'm... oh yeah, Louis, play us out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rollies Out the Back. If you want to reach the show, it's at dishboymax at gmail.com. Mm, we are now locked out. You can send us uh, anything. You can send us an email about questions or advice or your own opinion on anything. Tell us what you think of the show what you do or don't like about it um that's it thanks a lot catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.